Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. A warm welcome to Elsa B. Sintler, attorney at Fermulan Attorneys and also a qualified mediator. Thank you very much for joining me uh, again, Elsa B. It's been a long time. Hi, Patricia. It's so great to be back. <laughs> I'm so glad to be chatting to you again. Now, Elsabeth, today we're talking about um, rights and uh, responsibilities or obligations of employers and employees around COVID-19 spread in South Africa. We know that we are all a bit more relaxed in terms of economic activity since we are on uh, lockdown level one. Yes, there are some re- restrictions, but there's a lot of responsibility on each individual. And with this, I think a lot of employees and employers are really finding it difficult to know where to bridge the gap when it comes to attending work and what needs to be provided for employers and employees amidst um, this pandemic that we're facing. So maybe do tell us on a legal principle, what is it that employers in South Africa should be understanding around COVID-19? Well, Patricia, I think, first of all, we really need to applaud ourselves as a nation for actually getting to level one you know, and being able to actually get to a point where we can actually start, you know, rebuilding um, the economy once again. But obviously with this great position comes a lot of responsibility because we need to be very precautious about how we conduct our business activities and what we, what precautions we have in place with all our employees coming back. So, um, first of all, employers obviously need to make sure that they do abide with the regulations that are in place, and that goes as far as making sure um, how many employees are within the workplace, how big is the workplace environment, what is the maximum capacity that your um, your business can actually take, and all of that as stipulated by the regulations. The next thing is to make sure that within your business, you are actually um, observing social distancing and making sure that your employees are wearing masks throughout the um, conducting of your business activities because even though we are at level one, this virus is still a big threat. And as you said, the second wave apparently is still coming. So we cannot be too casual about how we go about in conducting our business activities. Now, we cannot be casual, but um, the new normal is uh, taught us that certain jobs can be done from home. And is there a, st- a strict rule or legal rule around the fact that uh, employees should now be forced to go back to work because we're at level one? Well, Patricia, I think yeah, that every employer needs to consider um, the business um structure and you know what exactly goes into the conducting of their business business activities. So for businesses which were actually operating in you know the more stringent levels where you had employees working from home and that was working, you would really want to keep the status quo because obviously you don't want to have a workplace overcrowded with unnecessary employees. So you cannot necessarily force employees to come back to the um, workplace, however, where the the position that each employee actually um, fills and whatever obligations they're entitled to actually fulfill within the business actually require them to be within 
um, the business or the workplace environment, only then can an employer actually say, okay, you need to be with it. You need to come to work on a daily basis. However, still there needs to be some sort of balancing factor on how often each employee is going into the office. Because in as much as it may be necessary, there are still some tasks that can be operated remotely. We are talking to uh, attorney Alcebe Sintler, at, uh, who's an attorney at Vermeulen Attorneys and also a qualified mediator. And uh, the topic of discussion is the rights, responsibilities and obligations of employers and employees when it comes to COVID-19 and us being on lockdown level one. The time is 21 minutes after 10. And A-teamers, I'd love to hear from you. Are you already back at work or still working from home? And uh, perhaps tell me if you are being forced to go back back to work um, without you feeling comfortable about that. The number that you can dial is 011-714-4045. Alternative number is 0891-104207. It's very important for us uh, to keep communicating about these things. Um, We can even take it to a level where there are some school children who are very petrified of going back to school because when the, the, the pandemic came in, we were all locked down and we were in shock and all of a sudden things started easing up and schools opened. But that does not mean that psychologically there are children who are not ready to face the big bad virus that is unseen, which is COVID-19. And the same could be said for adults who are in the workplace. The WhatsApp number is 0614104107 or you can SMS me on 41391. Elsa Bay, let's talk about uh, the Labor Relations Act uh, sec- uh, Section 189. And what does the session say about, um, you know, gatherings, meetings, conferences and workshops and training? So Section 189 um, of the Labor Relations Act pertains to basically um, laying off or retrenching employees, right? So according to this section, um, where an employer needs to um, retrain some employees due to operational requirements, they are permitted to do so, whether it is included in an employee's contract or or the contract is silent on that. Um, At this stage, from what we've seen in practice, is that um, the, the Act actually allows employees well, employers rather, to actually not necessarily retrain but lay off some of its staff. So either they downsize on what work or duties they are responsible for, so they would be able to work from home, or um, they would actually not be permitted to um, conduct any activities at all. But the the latter is more um, applicable to the more stringent levels of the lockdown. At this stage, it is more um, only just basically allocating smaller tasks so that not all employees are um, are necessary to return to the workplace environment. 
Let's uh, go to A-teamers who are on the line. I'd, before we do that, let me remind you, um, A-teamers, that um, we've put up a poll on Twitter and we're asking you, do you think that employees should be obliged to return back to work if they were working from home as we entered level one? Please go to at SFM Radio or at Patricia and Uli. You'll be able to cast your vote there on that particular poll. On the line, I've got a Jay holding. A very good evening to you, A-teamer Jay. Uh, good evening to you, and I like the title, A-teamer. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, uh, th- there are some of the A-team uh, members who just don't like it, and I get worried because I think we are part of the crispness of uh, late night. Don't you think so? Yes. You know, uh, when you uh, say the, uh, letter A, the letter A is the first letter of the uh, 26 alphabets, and uh, we will always stand up first as women as the A-teamer, yes. And good evening to our guests. Uh, Maybe this is going to be a two-part, or maybe uh, partially, uh, uh, if it can be answered in segment. I want to know contract. A contract, is it just for three months? Can it be for six months? Can it be for a year? And if you are contracted for a year, is that okay? And if you work for a year, don't you qualify for benefits, unemployment, and things like that? Even if you have to work for three hours a day, maybe four hours uh, in the week, you know? All right. Don't you know, um, does the employee, I'm not going to mention which sector of the this thing I'm talking about, um, maybe I will compromise my situation and others, but I want to just get this cleared. So in signing a contract, is it just, uh, I know I was told you can only sign a contract for three months. All right, uh, Jay, let's let's yeah. allow Elsa B to, to respond to your questions. Although today we're not really looking at labor relations and contractual issues, but we'll do, we'll do uh, our best to make sure that Elsa B does give you a response, okay? Okay, thank, thank you, you very so much, much Jay. Thank Excellent. you so, Elsevier, there's a question, well, a couple of questions. What should a employment contract look like? So I, I, I presume she's talking about um, short working contracts as opposed to permanent working contracts. And she's also asking if you've had a contract and been on a contract for over a year, is the employer not obliged to be giving you some sort of benefits? Well, Patricia, um, it, it's quite a subjective um, question, really, because Ordinarily, uh, a contract that would be offered to somebody that is joining a new business or company would ordinarily be three three to six months in which you would, I suppose, be placed on probation. However, um, you would have to now go into the interpretation of the contract. What exactly are you being employed for? or what services are you bringing to the company. So if you are actually being brought in as a contractor, then yes, your contract can be slightly longer because you wouldn't particularly be an employee but a contractor. So we need to then go into, you know, the nitty-gritties of what an employee is and what what an independent contractor is. Let's uh, go to another A-team here. Let me remind you, the number to dial is uh, 891 
or you can dial 011-714-4045 for WhatsApps. It's on 0614-104-107 and SMSs on 41391. An anonymous A-teamer, good evening. How are you doing? Good evening, ma'am. How are you? I'm blessed. Thank you very much for asking. All right, ma'am. My situation is kind of different. So I'm working in an e-com environment, meaning it's a contact center for this huge business. I won't mention the company's name. So the issue that I have, we were told to go back to where we work at the head office. We were given the the equipment to work at home. But then since now it's, it's level one, we were all called to go back to work. But what happened is this. In the past two weeks, we had that one of our team leaders got uh, the COVID-19. She got infected by corona, but we are still comp- compelled to go to work. I did ask, is it going to be safe for us to go back there? Then they said they don't have any other means but to us to, but for everyone to come back and work at their head office. So how do I go about with that situation? Because I don't feel comfortable in working in an environment where someone has been affected with that. And they are telling us at, at, at work to keep it low so that no one knows about it. Now tell me something, Anonymous. In terms of the equipment, was the equipment given to absolutely everyone who's a, a call center agent at your workplace during um, the lockdown level five up until now? Yes, ma'am. We were given laptops, which uh, they connected remotely with our systems, so we could work at our homes. Everyone was given. And now are they no longer permitting you to work from home, despite the fact that there is yes, a case? Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. They're not. Even though, even though we still have the equipment, even though we still go home with these laptops, but they want us to be there. Hmm. All right. Let's uh, allow our attorney, who's Elsevier, to uh, respond to you. It's a very difficult situation that you are facing. I uh, hope okay. the law can can hold up for you. Listen on the line, anonymous. Okay. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you, uh, Elsevier. This seems like one of those situations I, I I was anticipating to hear from our A teamers. The fact that. You have all the equipment. The company is able to run for about three months while everyone is working remotely. And all of a sudden, because of lockdown level one, you are being forced to go back to the office, despite the risks of contact uh, contacting um, with someone who has COVID-19. How does this uh, play out legally? Well, Patricia, it, it really is a bit of a tricky one. And... Um, what what the employer should have done in this instance is actually engage with his employees on you know the the possibility of the flexibility in how they're working and as well as working remotely because from what the A team is telling us is that they are still in a position to um, work from home and one of the one of the um, stipulations under the regulations is that if it is possible that your employees can continue working from home, then that status quo should be um, upheld. Now, in this instance where there already was an infection, um, just like during the more stringent levels, the company must actually close down so that um, there can be a whole sanitizing procedure and all of that must be done because obviously you don't know what this particular person came in contact with, you don't know what or who they came into contact with. So obviously, all the all the mystery measures need to come to play, and um, um, screening needs to be done of everybody who has come into contact with this particular employee. Furthermore, if the employer decides to now like keep it quiet, as our eighteen are saying that he can actually, or well, the employer generally can be held liable should um, his, his employee's contract. 
um, the coronavirus within the workplace environment. While it is still kind of difficult to determine where your employee got it, but I think in this instance it would be very easy to say that while I came back to work, this person tested positive and now I have it too. So um, in accordance with the compensation for occupational injuries and diseases, the employee would be able to claim compensation from that and where there is negligence by the employer, the employer will be held to account. And who do uh, the A-teamers who are facing such a challenge go and report to? Is it uh, the CCMA? Is it the Labor Department? Do we go straight to an attorney? Who do we go to to get help? Because this sort of situation where you are being forced, you are being forced, but legally you have the right to still work at home since the equipment is there. So it should be looked at. And so the first first. Um, platform for recourse, I would suggest, would be the Labor Department, Patricia, because obviously the CCMA is going to um, go through, you know, your usual um, phases of conciliation, mediation, and all of that. So rather make and um, report this to the Labor Department, let them intervene, because obviously this um, employer is conducting his business a bit negligently, and therefore. Um, not complying with the regulations, which is in itself a crime. All right, uh, A-teamers, we are speaking here about uh, rights, responsibilities and obligations of employers and employees when it comes to COVID-19 spread and going back to work since we are on uh, lockdown level one. But that does not mean that uh, the COVID-19 disease is out of our country. It's still not only just our country, around the world, a big pandemic that we are living with that we cannot see. There's no set vaccine. And are you forced to go back to work. But I love the fact that, um, you know, Elsa B has mentioned the fact that uh, an employer can be held liable if they are negligent when it comes to such. So we do have rights as those who are employed. The number to dial is 0614104107. That's for your WhatsApps. I'll come to the WhatsApps a bit shortly. Let me remind you on Twitter at SFM Radio or at Patricia N. Tuli, we have asked you a question here. Do you think that employees should be obliged to return back to work if they were working from home as we have now entered level one? Where the poll currently sits at 45.7% of you say yes, whereas uh, 54.3% say no. So continue voting. Let's see where we get to at the end of the show. Anonymous uh, A-teamer, another anonymous, is holding on the line. Good evening. Good evening. This is a female anonymous. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> beautiful. And, <laughs> and you know, you, you said a nice thing earlier on when you started your show. Mm-hmm. You said, um, stand tall. Yes. Do you yes. know it's from a song called Stand Tall and Don't You Fall? Oh, go girl. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'm old, but I'm just like you. I'm not so cold as yet. Not <laughs> <laughs> like fire. Okay, I just want to tell you, you know, you were talking about, uh, um, you know, going back to work and not going back to work. Uh, I think it just depends on the person and the, and the employee and the employee. They, they should discuss the issue amongst themselves. But if one or the other party is hard, then they can find alternatives, you know, uh, where to go to and what to do to resolve the issue. But I want to talk about the school children. You know, from level one to now, the children are so stubborn. They refuse to wear their mask. We don't have a cure as yet. If we got a cure, I don't mind if they don't wear a mask. 
But because we don't have a cure as yet, so I think everyone should wear a mask, not on their chin, not in the pocket, not on their forehead, on their nose. Make sure their nostrils are closed. And you know what? I, when you cough, um, uh, if you cough on me, it may get stuck onto the material. So I'm, I'm a bit skeptical about the material mask. I'm thinking that we should use the shield because when you cough, it'll go on the shield. And then the, you can just take a toothbrush and just brush off that, um, you know, the, the germs on the, on, the, uh, fr- on the shield and you can wear it again. Mm. But the cloth, I don't know. Even if it's three layers, I'm not sure because, you know, I, uh, cloth can penetrate through. Mm. The, mm. the germs can penetrate through or if you cough and that spit comes out, it can penetrate to the cloth. You know what? And, I, and the children are not even uh, distancing themselves because they're hugging in front of my home. They are kissing each other. They, they, they are not following instructions, especially there's a school close to my home. That one school, the children are very, very naughty children. Now, you know, Anonymous, have you perhaps uh, reported such uh, behavior at the school? I mean, if it's close to you. Uh, yeah, but I must walk to the school there. Then mm. I, they, I must phone the school and report them. I haven't reported the matter. And some of these children are also smoking drugs, and they're smoking one another the cigarettes. The, I saw the, uh, the guy the other day cutting the um, the the the, uh, the, the, dra- uh, the marijuana with the scissors and make them into uh, a newspaper. Because you know why? If the police come, they don't have pipes anymore, so they use newspaper. So if the police come, they throw the newspaper away, and then, the, and then, and then we become like stupids because the police didn't find anything on them. Wow. Yeah, they're so intelligent. These people are so, in these young children, they're too intelligent. Wow. And they're actually mm. cutting the, cig- uh, 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 the, the marijuana leaves with the scissors and taking out the seeds, and they're, uh, and they're smoking all around my home. Sure. I tried to talk to them, but they're so, so thick. Anonymous, okay. See, we're not really speaking about the trans working marijuana. You speak about the workplace, yeah, but you know but what? I, I, I hear what you're saying, and mm. I do agree. And I think it's it's the older kids who are perhaps, you know, more independent and are doing, you know, things outside of the norm because uh, youngsters like pushing the envelope. However, the responsibility should lie on us as parents, as adults, to continuously educate our children. So, I hope parents are listening uh, to what Anonymous is saying. If you've got a child in high school, please make sure that your child is adhering because this uh, disease is everywhere. Thank you so very much, beautiful Anonymous. You're most welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now, Elsa B, you see, if there are children who are not adhering to lockdown regulations, can you imagine the adults? Can you imagine the adults? But that's not where we are. Um, I've got a tweet here at Kosatu Today. And uh, at Kosatu Today uh, responds and says, many companies have no labor legislation regulating working remotely. And organized labor must put spanners at work to craft such regulations and defend. And I do agree with this because, yes, there might be the legal aspect and the rights and responsibilities, but those are not really known and outlined properly. That that's absolutely true, Patricia. And I think during during this time, many companies, well, many responsible companies, have actually gone back to the drawing board and looked at their own practice manuals and um, policies, and actually adapted them to you know the um, COVID nineteen regulations. So each and every 
company has a responsibility to make sure that their business model and their business um, activity is conducted in such a manner that it is compliant with the regulations to ensure the safety of all the employees. Otherwise, we really just exposing our employees to a plethora of um, of of threats and the liability that comes with it for the process taking, you know, that time to actually implement measures that are necessary. So each and every employer really needs to go to back to the drawing board and ensure that their company is compliant with the regulations. Let's take a bit of a breather. We'll be back. Uh, it's 20 minutes uh, to 11. At 11 o'clock, uh, we're going to be hearing from the lovely Zoleka Kodashe with the news, the final bulletin of the day. And then after that, we are speaking Clairvoyant Media Mondays, where we will have a psychic reading. So make sure that you are calling in at that time because Dr. Ketelezi will be gracing the airwaves. The numbers to dial are 011-714-0045. Alternatively, call on 891 We are currently still talking about rights, responsibilities and obligations of employers and employees. SAFM Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Patricia, fellow ATMAS, I think returning to work um, under Level 1 should still observe the protocols as far as possible to avert the spread of the virus. But I don't think, um, for example, public service managers are adapting the secular that went out accordingly to specific environment. Make an example of a big building where sharing of escalators, sharing of bathrooms is unavoidable and you still want all officials to come back to work instead of uh, still making provision for those that can work from home you know to reduce the numbers in that particular building Uh, sharing of cars during um, other levels before lockdown level one was already a challenge where sanitizing these was not done appropriately, such that we suspect that some officials contracted the virus through exchanging pull cars. So I I think officials should not be forced to go back to work, but means should be devised to make sure that only those that have to, those that can work from home, the way they were in during other um, lockdown levels should continue to do so. And I totally hear what our A team is saying here and agree with them. But I've, I've got a question. Let's talk about the officials who are teachers and frontline workers who at some point, okay, not the frontline workers, but the teachers at some point were at home during a lockdown level five until uh, around about level three and now are obliged to go back to work, despite uh, age and so on. What then do we say about them? Where where do we toe the line to say who should be going to work and who shouldn't? Elsabe, and what can you tell us about the circular that was uh, taken out? 
So, Patricia, um, according to the Circularization Agenda, that obviously the people that are more susceptible to being affected by the virus need to um, be the first ones that are considered to be allowed to work from home. So, I know with some schools and many teachers that are within the 50s region were actually not allowed to go back to work. And accordingly, uh, more, I'm going to say, younger staff or teachers were actually placed in their roles temporarily. And that is, that is I, I would say, a more responsible way to approach it because obviously the minute you bring back somebody that is susceptible to the virus, you are putting everybody else at risk because they may catch it from the children or they may bring it from their own homes. But it is more likely to affect more people within the school. Hey, but, uh, you know, where, where, where do we toe the line? Where do we toe the line? Who should be going to work? Who shouldn't be going to work? Uh, wouldn't it just be easier that everyone is at home and is able to work and learn from home um, if the infrastructure and all the equipment was available? That's a that's a rhetorical question, by the way, Elsebe. I wouldn't expect you to answer that. <laughs> you are not the powers that be. Uh, we've got uh, all the way from Pulukwane, a team Gole. Gole, good evening. I'm okay, now are you? Excellent, thank you. I'm okay. Yeah, you know, this coronavirus is creating a problem, but in the public service, it's created laziness. People no longer want to go to work. I'm telling you, if there's a corona in the hospital, we're not going to close it so that everybody go home. People will work there. They are visiting the doctors. They're not going to close surgery. They, we visit dentists. They have to work on our teeth. Where the corona source is, you know, I'm telling you, we're going to the exams, metric exams. Do you think in the middle of the exams, if they find one case, are they going to shut the exam room for 10 days and people are going to sit at home in, in, during the exam times? You know, if people really worry about their lives, they can go and sit at home and get UIF money. But no, with public service, we know we've got full salary and bonus. Do you work no. in the public sector, Gala? Yes, I do. And uh, is this an observation that you are seeing from your own colleagues? Yes. You know, there will be a case. You release people to go home in quarantine. You will find them in the malls. They're not afraid of the corona in the malls. <laughs> Catch-22 this is. Uh, and and uh, is there any line or form of reporting such behavior? Because obviously it will keep it will bring pressure on those who are dedicated and are working when others are lingering in malls and enjoying their lives hello is there a way where is there a platform for you as an employee who is dedicated a public servant employee to report to those colleagues of yours who are not uh, compliant and not coming to work but roaming the malls you know it's a, it's a known fact you don't have to report anybody it's known, but that's where it is. Remember now, people are fighting over their increase that was guaranteed and promised in the three-year cycle. Mm-hmm. Whether there's money or not, nobody wants to know. But we want to get our money. But it is unfair to those who are working. I mean, nurses, are you going to shut them down and say move away from the hospital because there was a case? You can't. Somebody has to work. Now yeah. and then. Yeah. And not everybody will work from home. It's, it's not possible. Yeah. And if really you are afraid of your life, you see, people in the private sector have got problems. If they don't work, there's no salary. Somebody called the other time in SAFM and say, 
I'm forced to quarantine because the president is also. And there was a lawyer there who, was, who said, but who pay your salary? It's not the president. You can't demand your salary from the president. So if you want to quarantine, you can go for 14 days, but you don't have salary. Then he was complaining. I must be paid because I didn't choose it. But the company have no general. You know, small company have closed. Very true. So obviously, yeah. you are focusing on the responsibility of the employee. Um, and I think us as employees need to also be very honest and not be thieves and uh, do exactly what we can within uh, what we are given, especially if our workplaces are compliant. Gola, thank you very yeah. much. Thank you very much for your call. Okay. Good evening. Let me go uh, to uh, WhatsApps uh, here. We are speaking to Elsa Bay Sintle, who is a qualified mediator and an attorney at uh, Fermulen Attorneys. We are speaking rights and responsibilities and obligations of employers and employees amidst uh, the COVID-19 disease in South Africa. And uh, A-Team is here on WhatsApp say, good evening, I'm a government employee in the Northern Cape and we all have to report back to work. The sad part is that we are moving from our offices where each person had his or her own office. Now, the worst part is that now we are going to work in an open plan environment. We are so scared and we feel that it's like we have to increase the COVID cases as the planned number is not achieved. We have to work in offices irrespective of us being given all equipment, which are laptops and data. We don't know what to do. Regards a government employee, Northern Cape Provincial Treasury. So there's a, the, the, there's two thoughts here. The one thought, Elsebe, is that that comes from Gole in Pulukwane, who says some employees who are employed by the government have used this as an excuse to be lazy, to enjoy themselves, go to malls, go shopping, and not do their work. On the other hand, there's a WhatsApp here from a government employee who's based at the Northern uh, Provincial Treasury and says, well, their uh, circumstances have been changed from having your own office. Now you are expected in this pandemic to work in an open plan. What, what, where do we toe the line? Why is there no standard way of doing things um, from employers and employees alike? Oh, it's quite a difficult one because um, from moving from having an employee in his own office to moving them into an open plant space, you would obviously have to engage with the employer as to why such a move was made. Is it because maybe our A-team actually had his own office, but not particularly everybody had their own office, and therefore maybe that created a better risk? maybe moving into an open office space um, allows for, you know, a, a, a bigger um, or a bigger number of people because as per the regulations, it says that not 50% of the full capacity of this space should be occupied, right? So maybe that was the thought process behind it. But obviously, the employees would have to engage with the employer as to why such a move was made and whether it is in the best interest of the employees. Alternatively, from our 18 I I have to say I completely agree with him that some people have used the um, COVID-19 um, pandemic as a crutch to, you know, um, <laughs> live their lives as they seem fit, as opposed to actually working. But remember, at the end of the day, in I, I caught at some point he said that the president doesn't tell you if you're sick, but 
each and every employee is entitled to sick leave should they actually contract the virus. And according to the regulations, um, an employer can require proof from your medical practitioner and actually certifying that you do have the virus and whether or not you will be able to actually continue your duties of employment from home or whether you're going to be completely booked off. Now, talking about that uh, being booked off, um, if an employee uh, contracts COVID-19 and they are obviously supposed to self-quarantine and they'll be away from work for a while, are the employers obliged to pay you during that time? Or that that is fall under your annual sick leave. Um, But what if your sick leave is finished? What if you've depleted it before this time? So, um, Patricia, obviously, this would not fall within your sick leave that you do have annually. So if you're working five days in a week, that would be um, 30 days in, uh, I think, a three-year cycle. So... So your sick leave obviously is going to fall within your available leave. And where after it becomes unpaid um, leave, then the employee is entitled to actually say, well, I'm going to cash in annual leave. But the employer is not in a position to say that if you are ill and you decide to actually take um, sick leave, even though you are competent to work from home, you'll have to take unpaid um, leave. That is not legal. Let's um, go to another A-teamer here via WhatsApp. Uh, Donald Mamboma in Rustenburg says, Good evening, Patricia and A-teamers. I would like to know from our expert in a case whereby some employees are called back and only few left out, what will be the best way of engaging the employer? Um. I'm, I'm trying to understand this question. Is this post-retrenchment? Um, no, no, no. It seems like uh, maybe if everyone was at home, from my understanding, if everyone was at home uh, during uh, level five up until level two, and now mm. on level one, the employer says certain people should come to work, but others are not called to come back to work. What is the best way to engage that particular employer if you have not been called back to work? Okay, um, according to the regulations, an employer must engage the employees on, you know, the possibility of working flexibly. So in this case, you may be required to do um, ad hoc work, which is maybe not in line with what your initial employment contract was um, stipulated, or you may um, have to maybe take on other tasks which would actually allow you to continue working from home. But obviously, if they now call certain people back, there needs to be some sort of engagement as to why those people are going back and why um, you are not going back. And if you are not going back, what role are you now going to play within, you know, the business? Are you going to continue working remotely or what the deal is? So I would actually advise the agent to contact the employer and engage them on um, this process as to what role they're going to be playing going forward. 
Elsa Bay, thank you so very much for giving us uh, all this light and knowledge around rights, uh, responsibilities and obligations of employers and employees around the COVID-19. Um, where do we get in touch with you at the Mullen Attorneys should we need assistance around this issue? Certainly, Patricia. Um, you can contact me on 010-109-1089. That's 10 1091089. Thank you so very much and have a blessed evening. Thanks, Patricia. Hope to see you soon.